the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. In play with Craig Mavic, made possible by the exclusive support of Lake Area Technical College. It is you. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest, one of the more exciting players and prolific scorers in South Dakota high school basketball. Had a great career in college and even played professionally overseas, even played with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. There wasn't one spot on the floor he was not afraid to shoot from. He still has five scoring records in the boys' Class A basketball tournament and was even a Joe Robbie MVP when his team won the state football title. Joining us from Denver, former West Central Trojan and University of South Dakota Coyote, Josh Mueller. Josh, welcome to InPlay. Oh, I appreciate it. It's good to hear your voice again. Well, there's so much to talk about because what you did in high school and college and professionally. But the first thing I remember when I first saw you play basketball, I believe West Central was playing a district playoff game. It was at the University of Sioux Falls, and I noticed this kid on the sideline with no hair in his head. Um, your dad, Kent, of course, was the head basketball coach, and you appeared to have a lot of confidence at that time. I think you were a freshman at that time. Do you remember what was going on at that time? Yeah, I can tell you I remember missing the free throws that allowed uh, Tri-Valley to hit the game winner in that district game, so that's what I remember from that. You know, your dad was also the football coach at West Central, which, of course, you know, won 10 football titles, uh, mid-90s to 2007. It meant that you spent a lot of time with your dad in sports, football and basketball. What was that like? Well, now, you know, looking back at it at 39 years old, um, it was a lot different than, you know, at the moment. But, yeah, that's just what we did, two days for football, you know, basketball before or after school and it wasn't like we were always playing those sports we were playing on the dummies making forts in the you know equipment shed um running around to different friends house in the community so it was just uh west central and hartford was was very special and a good place to us on the basketball court what was the biggest change that you saw between you and your dad when you were a freshman to when you were a senior what was the biggest change you saw between you and your dad the biggest change is when he gave me a hug at the uh, uh, championship game against Newell and Rapid when it was all said and done and said, you're Coach Boots's problem now. <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, no, early on, about my eighth grade year, I can remember coming back from a tournament with a fitness first team that had like Shad Carney, Joel Youngberg, um, I mean, just a, a squad, Kyle Nelson, for way back, you know, in seventh and eighth grade when those weren't as typical as they are now. Um, and I had a good tournament and some good competition just driving back. He just said, you know, you look pretty good. You're going to have a chance to play for me. Um, I said, all right, cool. And then that turned into, all right, I can be your dad or I can be your coach. I can't really do them both in this setting. I'm like, I want you to coach me up. And so it was four years of my mother being a mediator and us butting heads. And when it was over, it was over and it was awesome. And, the uh, relationship after that's been even more awesome. Who helped develop your shot in high school? Um, just shooting. I mean, that's just what I did was shoot. And obviously, uh, I had a lot of um, 
role models growing up because I was always in the gym with the older players. So the people I thought had the prettiest shots, I tried to emulate that. And then it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. What was one thing of your game that your dad maybe held you back on? And you said, you know what? You didn't like it at the time, but eventually maybe your dad was right on that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, he, he didn't hold us back. That's the whole thing, and that's why I think people enjoyed playing for from him is, I, I will say, I mean, like I said, I can't think of him holding us back because every practice was so competitive and so fun that the games were kind of the reward. So I'm not going to hold you guys back. We've talked about what's working, what's not working, you know, uh, go play the game type deal. So I, he really didn't hold me back. I mean, you know, I was a pretty emotional player and he had to, <laughs> he had to navigate that as how that was affecting me, um, you know, positively or negatively and how it was affecting the team. So I guess he, I won't say he held me back at all, but you know, he did have to have those conversations that were besides just dribbling, shooting and passing parts. So, and again, I think he navigated that pretty well and it all worked out in the end. In basketball, you lead West Central to three straight Class A championship games. 1999, though, you're a sophomore. You lost to DeSmet in the finals by eight points. Was that a Trojan team that you thought could win it all? Uh, I mean, yeah, we were right there, obviously, and we had a really great regular season. Um, honestly, the sophomore year of high school, the senior year of USD, and one year of professional are the three greatest seasons you know, and, and that one didn't even end in the championship. Uh, and, and if you look back on it, it was Andy Luke, Josh Phillips, Colin Bussey, uh, Chris Meehan, Jordan Smith back, right? Those five seniors that just dominated the football, right? Yes. So we got a bunch of football players, and, and they allowed a little sophomore um, the opportunity to show what I could do with the basketball skills. And like I said, I look up to those guys for allowing that team to be. I mean, those are five All-Staters played college sports type deal. So I'll always look back on those memories with appreciation to those guys. What kind of motivation did you have after that loss to Des- to DeSmet? Uh, it was like, all right, we proved that we're pretty good. You know, I personally proved that I could play. So now what's next is you've got to win one type deal. I mean, again, we had a great senior class there. And then I was able to like, fortunately play with the schoolers on two great teams with amazing teammates that really – um, stretch that level of competition outside of, you know, Class A South Dakota basketball. So it was just, all right, I want to go play D1 college basketball at the highest level. That was the motivation at that time. Well, those next two years as a junior and a senior, you went to 49-1 and one and win back-to-back championships. Who was that lone loss to? What, what, what happened with that loss? I'd like to say I don't remember, but I do remember. <laughs> it was uh, against uh, Lennox. Um, at their place, and again, they've they've all. I mean, it's Lennox. Um, when you think about them back as you know, South Dakota history goes for basketball, but just a bunch of solid basketball players, very good athletes, um, very successful in all the sports they did that year. And they held the ball on us, and they scored enough points, and it was just, uh, you know, it was eye opening. It was something like I said, you asked me to think about back on my high school career. I'm thinking about that game before I think about many others. <laughs> in 2000 you win the state tournament you beat chamberlain by what 62 to 44 and i believe that was at the sioux falls arena what stood out with that championship uh, in 2000 um that we got it done um and again we got it done because we had three 
seniors, you know, I believe that year, and Ryan Gepper, Brett Stoff, and Chad Riley, um, that, you know, played significant minutes, but also were fine with playing what role they needed for us to be successful when you had, you know, myself and Jeremy Schultz and Ryan Alderson kind of coming into our own again on the basketball thing. So it was just uh, so satisfying to do it. Everyone expected you to win it and to do it, you know, 25-0 and 0, um, was satisfying, you know, but you – still look back and, and think, well, you could have maybe done it even better. But, no, very satisfying and, and very proud of, you know, the older guys on that team and everybody else. And as a senior, you just lit up the state that year. You averaged 36 points a game. You did something in the state tournament that nobody's been able to do since. You won that title easily as a senior, beating Newell 104-73. to 73. But in that tournament, Josh... Here are the scoring records that you still hold. Most points in a three-tournament game, 147. Most points in a semifinal game with 60. Most points in a championship game with 55. Most three-pointers in a tournament with 18. Those records were set at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center. What was going on with you that weekend in Rapid City? Sounds like a lot of shots. (laughs) Uh, Sounds like a lot of fun to me, too, actually. Uh, no, I mean, you've got to understand, I mean, again, I, I always appreciate and I took many of unseen hours to even have the uh, faith from your coaches or your teammates to even have the ball in your hands that much to do something like that. So, again, you know, it's, it, it's very nice and it's, a, you know, an impressive record to hear it back. But, again, there was so many unseen hours um, with friends on the court by yourself on the court that went into that. But the biggest thing is people talk about that. They realize that we had Brian Alderson on that team, who was an All-Stater in football, All-Stater in basketball, went on to you know, be an All-American in football. Yeah. You had uh, Jeremy Schultz on that team, who ended up being an All-American, I believe, at August Dan in baseball, was also an All-Stater in football. <clears throat> and then we had Nathan, Nathan Morkin. Um, we had Joel Werkamp. Again, all-conference football players that – were cool with just playing the toughest defense you'd ever imagine and setting screens. So my part was the funnest for sure, (laughs) but we had a very, very good team as well. And one thing after that Lennox loss is, you know, Kent decided, all right, we're pressing all game, every game type deal. So we could just see how many possessions of fun we could have. You know, before the state tournament, you know, during the regular season, nobody could, could stop you guys. Uh, How did you stay focused during that season, your senior year? practice and i mean i wish i could think of a better word than the arrogant attitude of all right we got to beat them if we know we're going to beat them how bad are we going to beat them how much can we be up by half (laughs) and as weird as that sound that's something we would maybe talk about with you know ourselves as a team you know kind of just the players and then practices were just always competitive we played a lot of seven and eight on five in practice um so if you're playing eight minute quarters eight on five against other players, you know, because again, Central had some success. They brought up some good players over the next couple of years. So, you know, playing eight on five in practice and just it's always competitive because if we can beat these guys eight on five, then we should be pretty good going into a five on five game. And we didn't win all those. And so when you lose, that motivates you. So, can't find a way to motivate us every practice. In that state tournament game, your senior year, you score 32 in the first round of the tournament, which is about four points below what you're averaging. But in the semis, 
You scored 60. Who was that against? And was that one of those games where everything went in that you threw up? Uh, that was Sioux Valley. Um, and again, you think about, I think, their record. They maybe lost only a couple times that season, and one or two of them were to us already. And we've been battling that, that crew of kids for six, seven years. They've always played us tough. Um, so that was, I mean, good semifinal matchup. And uh, no, I mean, a lot of them went in, but definitely not all of them. I just <laughs> probably shot a ton and enough went in. And again, we were playing so fast at that time and creating turnovers and just going to get extra possessions on the offensive rebound or loose balls and stuff like that. So again, be able to score 60 or for us to even score 94 in a, was it 32 minute high school game? You got to think about how many possessions have to happen and you think about how many of those possessions were created us by our team with just being aggressive offense rebounds and things like that. And then again, credit to my teammates for I was feeling pretty good that day. They kept letting me go and it worked out. 177 points scored in the championship game between you and Newell. You win it 104 to 73. And by far that uh, those points in a state championship game is still a record in class A. Uh, if you blinked, you probably missed uh, the first quarter of that game. <laughs> it was moving so fast. Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, and at the end of the day, <clears throat> and I like to think we played hard all the time at the game, but at the end of the day, they, you know, can't take the human nature out of it, of knowing that, yo, this is your last game together. You've been doing this for since you were in third and fourth grade with, you know, the, the core amount of these people that put in so much time in your relationships. So it was just a good combination of things. You were the uh, Mr. Basketball player of the year that year. What did that mean to you? I don't know. I believe, I mean, it's a great honor because there was a couple good players nominated with me, but when I see, look back on it, see Jack Greenway was nominated with me. I don't know how good of our class might have been, <laughs> uh, to be honest. But no, but you look with... <laughs> Matt, Joe, and again, I, I've I played with all those guys during the summer and had been for years. Um, we've seen them at camps and stuff. So it was a good way to end it. And that was, a, I mean, that, you do look back on it. That was a pretty inc- impressive class of uh, basketball players. You, you played so much basketball. You know, you talked about playing with the schoolers dur- during the summer. You're playing basketball all the time. Was there ever a time you had some burnout factor? No, I truly loved it. I truly loved it. Um even came to discipline from my mom when I was younger. It wasn't, you know, this or that, that they tried alternatives. It was like, all right, well, then you can't play ball today. It's like, all right, I'll stop doing that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed just competing and getting better. And obviously I was pretty good at it. So there was a drive there with it. Um, and it wasn't always basketball. I grew up loving soccer. Soccer is still my favorite sport to watch. And I did that instead of playing junior high football up until, uh, Eighth grade, I believe, I played soccer instead. Um, so I didn't get into football till later. Tried baseball, wasn't good. Tried track, wasn't good. So <laughs> found a couple that I, I enjoyed doing and was good. I kind of stuck with those. You finished your high school basketball career with uh, 2,563 points. But, Josh, you also are in rare company, not only winning a state basketball title, but you were the Joe Robbie MVP for winning a state football title. You beat Belfouche that year. What did you do to win that MVP award? <laughs> Just took the handoff and ran straight. If you remember, uh, yeah, the big offensive the, line. I remember that. Yeah. And then running 32 trap and things like that. And we, I think we threw three passes, four passes that game. And luckily one of them was to me and I was able to just catch and run. Um, so, I mean, 
And I loved football. I still love football. I love hitting people. It was a nice way to get out to aggression when you were usually the person of people's aggression on the basketball court. And we were we were so good. And again, Coach Utec and Pops and all the coaches made practice so competitive, but yet so fun. Um, yes, I won't say I did anything special other than run straight and not fall down. Did you ever consider not playing football to avoid injuries so you could concentrate on basketball? Hindsight, uh, I, if you'd ask me now, I would have said I should have probably, or it definitely would have. I don't know. I'd probably bring it up to my kid maybe now. I don't know. Um, but you can get injured in a lot of things. I got injured in basketball, and I truly do not remember ever thinking it or it ever being brought up to me. And I'm sure if I would have, that conversation would have been just fine to have with uh, Coach Utec and my dad and my teammates. But no, it never crossed our mind. After high school, it's Vermilion and the University of South Dakota. How close were you to choosing another college? Um, I mean, you got that's the old school NCC days, and uh, man, it was good basketball. And I had mid majors, I had some other things, I had you know preferred walk ons and things like that. I just, you know, I said from early on I was going to commit early. I told all the coaches that, and at the end of the day, if I wasn't going to a in my mind, a Power 5 conference for a Power 5 team, I didn't see some of those other options as being better than, you know, the level of competition at that time in the NCC and, and mm-hmm. USD and kind of the teammates I knew I was going into in the system. And um, at the end of the day, I, I just trusted Coach Boots. He was the first one to offer me a college scholarship, so I'll never forget that. And you played all 120 games for the Coyotes. Were you surprised that you got a chance to play as a freshman? No, I mean that was yeah. I mean that's, I mean that's the whole goal. No matter where I went. Um, now again, hindsight, looking back on it, um, the game is so different. Everybody is so good that I am surprised now. Like I said, retrospect that I had uh, the freshman year I did. But again, I think we finished fifth in the league. So really, how good of a year was it? And then you add in there, Matt Jones was a true freshman playing at SDSU. Um, I believe we both got all conference, but he was freshman of the year in the league that year. And, you know, and you can say what ifs, but man, that boy had some more basketball in him. What was the state and the U rivalry like for you when you played? Well, I just, I mean, again, I'm kind of a emotional player between the lines. Um, <laughs> not as much outside of them, but I just fed off the beautiful negative energy between the two groups, I guess. And, and just really, encompass that whether it's right or wrong you know into that rivalry and you can say some games are bigger than others but I enjoyed those bigger games um I never beat them at frost and I'll think about that and uh no they were good it was good basketball man it was fun it was real fun Josh you received a reaction from opposing fans it happened in high school and it continued through your college career but how did you first react to some of those responses from opposing team fans in basketball? No, that's a good question as far as how it manifested into what it kind of became, you know, those later years in high school. Um, I know I always played with emotion, always dove on the floor. Um, I remember crying in fifth or fourth grade because I lost the one-on-one competition, you know, so I didn't like losing, do whatever I could to do it. And then, I don't know, as I got older and better, it was like, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it took away from my game or my team. Um, if it did, my coaches would let me know and we'd have to assess that. But the fact that I enjoyed it and fed off of it, and that it was just, it was fun for me. I didn't take too much personal. There was a couple things, but 
Um, <clears throat> so the fact that it was fun, and I think back to how many hours I put in by myself because I loved the game and it was fun, like to be able to allow, I guess, to play that way and have some of the results that we did. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to have coaches what? and teammates in those positions to allow me to do that. Which uh, visiting uh, floor did you enjoy playing the most? Uh, anywhere with a good crowd. I don't know. Madison, my early years, my freshman, sophomore year, uh, got after it pretty good. <laughs> um, Lennox, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we brought the best out in everybody's uh, opposing crowds, <laughs> even into college. And in college, obviously, you let me choose. It was state. And then after state, it was Augie. And then give me some NDSU and UND. I mean, just those rivalries because of the successfulness of the program's meeting and, and people had interest in it. How about some of the guys you played against in high school? How many of those did you play against in college? Uh, Jonesy sticks out the most. Um, and then, I mean, you can go right down the line from, you know, any of the players that were at Dakota State and Doan. And, I mean, I coached in the D-Pack a couple of years and how good a basketball that is. Um, but Jonesy sticks out as my biggest in-state rival with basketball. Um as far as that transition to college. And then, you know, you've got Austin Hanson. You have people that are younger and older of you that you've been following because of their successes before you. After uh, college at USD, um, you got a chance to play professionally. You had to go overseas. What were you thinking about at that point in time, um, whether to do it or not? Oh, I was just looking at the dates for Oktoberfest, see if that worked in the game schedule. No, uh, I actually was with the Sky Force before I went over to Germany. So, uh, yeah, after college, I participated in some pre-draft stuff. Um, it was very eye-opening and a very great experience and had a very good agent and had the opportunity with the Sky Force that turned into a roster spot, um, which was my first experience at pro basketball, which was, like I said, eye-opening. Um, but on the team there, I think we had four or five guys get called up to the NBA um, within that few couple months I was with them. So that was just fun. And it was such a different level of basketball, kind of a different game, get the ball to a person in a certain spot with spacing opposed to maybe more of the free flowing game I was used to, but it was awesome, man. I, I had so much fun and so proud of my experience with the sky force. Yeah. The big difference though, between, you know, being the man at West central being the guy at USD, boy, that, that changed a little bit with the sky force. How did you react to that? Yeah, but, you know, you learn not well at times, but I had some veteran guys that let me know, you know, what's going on. And I was always excited about the possibility of Europe and knowing that I had a pretty good chance if things didn't work out or I got a better offer. Um, So just trying to take it in stride, but it was different. Um, Again, my basketball career, I've been the star. I've been the last person on the bench. I've been fired twice and I've been traded. So (laughs) you got to learn to go through it all. Um, If and again, you think about all that and even being the star, I'm the one that missed the free throws at the end of the game that lost district games, lost NCC conference games. So, you know, it's it's all part of the, um, I think failure is the greatest motivator. So, You're playing in Germany. What was that season like and how many games did you play and what, what was going on day to day? Oh, it was amazing. It was college without classes. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you go – work out you go watch some film you'd get you know lunch or dinner depending on when your practice was and you practice and then you just fill your days in as they went and I had such amazing teammates and people and I uh I can be a 
introvert where I just like to be by myself and go to a random bar and have a beer by myself and just take in the nostalgia of just being over there. Um, and then next thing you know, that turned into about eight years of it. You usually have one game a week, um, so you'd have a rest day in there and stuff or a travel day. So, At one point in time, though, the career was coming to an end. When did you decide that, you know, maybe maybe this is being a coach would be next in line? Um, coach Murphy gave me a great opportunity, and it was also very um, coincidental in the decision that there weren't many teams that were going to pay me money to play basketball anymore. So <laughs> I'll call it a retirement. <laughs> What did your dad say when you said, you know what, I'm going to be an assistant coach at Dakota Wesleyan? Oh, he was cool. Like I said, after high school, Pops, you know, we talk a lot, but it's not not too much advice unless he thinks I need it or I ask for it. So he's like, cool, it's a great opportunity, finishing up my master's. Um, obviously, Coach Murphy, and so it was. They were like, it's going to be good to see you a little more. So they've always been supportive in pretty much anything me or my siblings have done. Well, you have a family, you've got four kids, you have a couple of girls, a couple of boys. What is life like now for Josh Mueller? Yeah, I apologize if you've heard him in the background at all. I'm trying to hide in a closet. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting pelted with snow. Otherwise, I would have seen if they could go to a park or something. Um, no, man, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, sixth grader, fourth grader, yeah, and then the two boys are three and two. Um, got an amazing wife. It's just, it's busy. And so that's, you know, you hear the old saying, when you get older, you think back to all your parents did for you. And you know, I feel pretty blessed that I had those good role models, but no, life is good. They're healthy. They're happy. I think they're happy anyways. Um, So we're just having a blast, man, day by day. Are you still working for the Denver public schools? Yep. Still work for DPS. I run the uh, emotional and behavioral department out in kind of the Northeast region. So Interesting days sometimes. Um, I got a good uh, staff I work with. Um, we've had some great successes out there with some students, so that's what we kind of hold our hats on and get us through day to day. And, you know, you have some tough moments, but and education's just been crazy the last couple of years in general across all settings, not DPS, not, I would say, the nation in general and not including my program. So I, I do enjoy my job. I think we do a very good job. Um, like I said, the days go by. We learn from them, um, and then I also own Ambush um, Apparel and Ambush Basketball with Garrett Callahan from SDSU of all places. Um, so we do a lot of uh, spirit wear for the high schools. We do stuff, you know, for construction. Um, then we got basketball going on all the time. So busy, but a very blessed busy. When did uh, the specialty of what you're doing now? When did that come into your mind, saying that's that's the kind of specialty? Uh, teaching and programming that I want to be a part of? Um, I won't say when I was going through my master's, it was really thought of on this this program I'm in. Um, I did it because, you know, playing basketball, we'd have to go have opportunities and, you know, do some different things. And, like, the Special Olympics was amazing and working with those kids brought out the best in me. And sometimes that's when I felt the most innocently happy um, and in the moment. So I always knew I wanted to get into special education um, as that next path. And I came out to Denver with just a couple bags and said, I think I'll live here for a while. Um, and it turned into a first job, which was called the effective needs uh, position, which deals a little more with those social emotional disorders and behaviors, a lot of trauma, and just kind of fell in love with it. I mean, it's a lot of uh, crap talking day by day between you and the students trying to, you know, come to an agreement on some motivation to do some things um, 
but that's one thing I've always been pretty good at is crap talking. And next thing you know, you build some pretty authentic relationships with those students and their families and do some great things. Is it is it more just one-on-one instruction or is it more of a class? What do you do no, every day? So it's, it's a cross-spectrum. So we've got some students in the program that utilize uh, some of our rooms because they don't like the large classes. They work better independently. Um, away from groups, they get better instruction, you know, depending on how the IEP said, obviously. So you got to follow the IEP. Then I have some students that you wouldn't even know are in our program that come in for check-ins that we make sure we're doing great checks in with, talking with the families, making sure we're, you know, doing some things. So it's such a spectrum-based program. That's why it's um, kind of so challenging in a good way of you never know what the days are going to be. Any interest in being a high school basketball coach down the road? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is just the time and the pay, to be honest, um, especially with the way some things are going with youth sports. I've had some opportunities, but with you know my wife being pregnant, uh, the babies, that amount of time away, plus you add in a city commute of drive time, wasn't worth the squeeze at the time. But if the right opportunity comes up and, and I'll keep exploring, um, I, I, I think I would love to do that. But I don't need to do that. Well, your uh, your two kids are, are both girls are, what, 12 and 10. Maybe maybe uh, high school girls basketball is where you'd love to coach. Oh, a thousand percent, man. I'm coaching, I am coaching third and fourth grade co-ed girls basketball right now. So <laughs> um, I love it, man. And, and she's my, the fourth grader Piper is really uh, taking interest in basketball. So we watch a lot of the coyote women and men's games on TV. And she picks out her favorite players and we try to watch them all game to see if they're in a stance or how many high fives they give. Um, so we've been going to the gym a lot lately. So that's been fun because she's wanted to do it. And so you want to do it? Cool. I want to do that too. Let's go hang out. Does she have dad shot yet? <laughs> She's got uh dad shooter volume, um, <laughs> which is the start of it. Can't teach you how to shoot if you're not willing to shoot. So she's That's got awesome. that down. So now we have to make uh, some progressions on those <laughs> next steps. You're in the Coyote Sports Hall of Fame. You were inducted, uh, what, six, six years ago. What did that mean when USD called you and say you're in the Hall of Fame? Uh, USD was, like I said, I, I, that was such an awesome time in my life. The relationships with teammates, coaches, uh, faculty, uh, people in the town, other students. Like, man, it was awesome. So just to be honest with you, just to have a reason to go back and to give uh, everybody else a reason to go back with our uh, spouses and kids and all that. And just to have kind of two days where you weren't going to get in trouble for reliving some old moments was worth it in itself, not to mention the honor of actually going into the Hall of Fame with um, all the people that have before and all the people that have after. And like I said, I'm very appreciative because that university means a lot to me. All the basketball you played uh, even before high school, during high school, college, even the pros, you know, it's been 20 years. What do you see today in kids playing high school basketball? I think it's really good. Um, <clears throat> I would say after I left high school, I was like, man, I'll go back and dominate high school basketball again. But honestly, the last, how old am I now? 39. I'd say till, since about 27, 20. So about the last 10 years or so or more. It's probably because I paid more attention to it. I'm just impressed, man. I think it's really good basketball. And at the end of the day, when you look at, you know, you can simply put it, you look at the USD women's program and the SDSU women's program, you're talking about two, like, 
consistently in the mix top 25 programs in the nation. Um, and they're doing it with regional regional girls for the most part and some South Dakota girls. Then you look at Augie and USF, and then you go down to Dakota Westling and what they like, especially the girls' side right now. That culture is amazing. I think it's very impressive basketball to follow. And the same with the boys. Um, like I said, you look at the class. I follow the Sodak 16 on that little South Dakota scores app to see the matchups and how fun that looks. I've just been very impressed with uh, South Dakota high school basketball the last 10 years. One last uh, thing regarding West Central High School, certainly the domination they had in football, you know, the mid-90s to the 2000s, and then in high school basketball, you're there. You're there three straight years in a row. Uh, life was going very well for West Central. Uh, the Trojan name is still pretty special to you, Josh. Yeah, and again, the, the Trojan name is, and, and what's cool now is those relationships of, you know, like I can say an Adam DeYoung or Gary family or Josh Phillips family who were such great relationships when I was growing up now have children coming up through that community and that school that are getting involved into athletics and, and other things. And there's still some faculty there. and I've got cousins that go there. Um, so again, it's still there. It's something I follow. Um, they've allowed me to come in and do a camp every summer in the last couple of years. So it's great to catch up with people. It's just that's home. That's where I grew up. In Play with Craig Mavic, made possible by the exclusive support of Lake Area Technical College. It is you. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Mavic. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.